Greetings and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast back after a long and pleasant holiday break. I'm your host David Lloyd and this week we preview what could be one of the biggest years in gaming in 2023 and make some predictions about how these new releases will be viewed by the gaming community. Joining me this week, hoping to do his best Nostradamus impression, it's Jordan Rudick. Yeah, oh gosh, I love the beginning of the year because it's so full of hope. It's And looking at the, some of the scores we've uh, written down here in our notes, like <laughs> there's a lot of hope, you know, um, and yeah, just a, a year full of, you know, we, we know what's going to happen. There's so many things to look forward to. And uh, I, I do kind of love this time. It's the calm before the storm, I suppose, before the first uh, big releases of the year start to hit. So it's a good time. I'm looking forward to getting into this topic. Yeah, it's definitely a time when our spirits haven't been crushed yet. Uh, that that time will come soon. Uh, yeah, but no yeah, January it might, and it might come earlier in January as the releases start. To, we're only like a couple weeks away from the release release big releases starting. So well, I mean, what we can guarantee will crush our spirits is you know uh, a never ending tidal wave of games and and us you know wanting to go back to our <laughs> backlog and wanting to play the new games and just that the, the always having to make those painful decisions like th- that is a certainty for the year you know there's no need to predict that that's gonna that's gonna come to pass for sure yep and uh also with this ready to embarrass us both with her pinpoint metacritic predictions it's Paige chamberlain yeah so what do i win if they're all right that's <laughs> the the reward is a tbd tbd we were going to get you a Steam Deck page, but then you decided to buy your own, so you know, it's too bad. <laughs> yeah, Steam, Steam Deck has been taken off the rewards list, so now right. we, we got to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Best we can do is a game and watch now. Uh, uh, every, like, so every time the, the, these review scores, um, like the Metacritic come up, we're just going to make a tweet to see who, who won that round, like who was the closest. Also, how's that going to work idea. if we're like a one yeah. point difference? Like who is... <laughs> Do you split it between? <laughs> like, if it's not exact, and it was like in between. What do you do there? Half point. Split the split the yeah, points. Got to do it. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll have to do a cutoff point of like the Metacritic too. Like, you know, one week or two weeks after uh, launch or something like that. I don't know. Well, yeah, with, I think with the rate I think, that I think some places, yeah, the rate that some places gave out review codes, it definitely have to be post <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Square Enix, who's decided yeah. that uh, they don't care about reviews anymore. They're just uh, yeah. they're just going to hoard their review codes, get those people buying. They need them for Twitch streamers. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, they're big on the streaming. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess this episode, where well, it's kind of a bit of a preview slash uh, Metacritic fantasy pool episode, mm-hmm. where we're going to go through all the big releases that we know about so far this year, uh, and we're going to each give our metacritic uh prediction and then we will tally up the results as the year go on and i'm sure there'll be uh days of glory and and uh days of uh, defeat for for all of us uh, at any given time starting uh, in january and pretty much uh, i'm looking at the list here and almost uh, it almost feels like there's at least one every month for the most part if not a couple so there'll be uh, plenty of opportunities for for bloating (laughs) yes yeah that's right uh, yeah, we're in February, right off the bat, there's a couple on the same day. So I it feels like we, I think we're just on the cusp, I feel like, of, of announcements coming too, right? Like a, a yeah. January Direct is, is likely, I'd say. I think it sounds, I was reading somewhere that Xbox seems primed to be doing some kind of showing. We need dates for the, some of the big Xbox games coming out. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there will be an out, more announcements of, you know, what's coming in the later half of the year. So this is a little bit skewed, I guess, to the first six months and kind of more games that we have dates or windows for but uh 
yeah, there's still an awful lot of bangers here. Yeah. So I guess we'll kick it off with January. And the first um, the first big release that we're doing a Metacritic for is Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, so Jordan, why don't you kick us off on how you think this uh, Nintendo Switch port is going to fare? Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. Uh, I think that it's not necessarily in development for longer than other games, but, you know, from from the previews that we've seen, uh, maybe very early ones, it does seem to be going back to kind of traditional Fire Emblem. Um, I, I like the look of this game a little bit better than what Three Houses did, especially with the, the battlefield kind of perspective. Um, so I've got this one at an 88. Um, I think it's going to be one of the strongest ones in a long time. I don't know exactly how well three houses did but i think it was in the high 80s if i'm not mistaken someone will correct me on this but um at the very at the very least three houses seemed to be quite well loved uh had a lot of content uh, you know the four different routes you could go through this one seems a l- maybe a little bit more straightforward uh and it's going to appeal to you know the fire emblem fans with with all the uh returning characters from previous games showing up and i think that that can maybe be the difference between you know like a low 80s and a high 80s is that kind of fan service gets really gets people going so uh yeah the what i've seen of the game looks really great uh, i'm excited for it so i I'm, I'm leaning towards an 88 here for this one yeah and page uh, you, you're from the score that you've given you're feeling even more optimistic uh, yeah, well, um, I used, I looked at a Metacritic of, like, you know, previous games to sort of base it on, and with the exception of, like, Fire Emblem Echoes, a lot of them are in the late, like, the high 80s, and from what we've seen, it's going back to sort of the, the things people like, like the Weapon Triangle, the doing the fan-favorite characters, giving them a special gimmick, adding 100 bajillion silly mini games. so I don't think it's going to be quite Hey, we love those mini-games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be quite as high as Fire Emblem Awakening, which is a 92, but I think it'll be close as a 90. So I used uh, the same logic, but the opposite way in the sense that I went, I'm pretty sure uh, Three Houses was like an 88, I think. Mm. And, uh, and I don't think it's going to do as good as Three Houses because I feel like Three Houses uh, benefited from the uh, Persona-esque uh, spirit that it had with, with all the relationship building. Uh, I, I'm, I know it's like, that's something that's in Fire Emblem, but I just felt like they kind of leaned into it more in, in three houses. Uh, it just looked a little, a little too obvious, but, uh, for that, I, I think, uh, going back to like the, the more traditional way will probably just lower the score just slightly. I think, I think it's going to come in just below three houses. See, see, now I want (laughs) to change my score because I remember that I've heard things, but there are things I can't say. So I just. Like other change it up or down <laughs> down <laughs> oh well it's you got I was, it in I, right thinking, now. I, would, I don't i, I don't mind being the highest play. here i <laughs> <laughs> now i'm feeling better about my score if that's the case <laughs> i'm hoping that we've got fire emblem purists uh reviewing this game you know people who don't love like the relationships and the dating and maybe they've excised that a little bit and gone heavier into the strategy element so that, that that's where I guess my my higher score is leaning towards is maybe a the more to pure gotcha characters. I'm pretty sure Dorothea brought up the score by at least three points. So pretty not sure that's it's, her name. It's Anna, David, not Dorothy. Well, they're both good. But well, yes. did you see the, the choose, choose your there's, wife? There's, there's there's Wolf Knight class, and they showed the little Anna on the wolf. 
the one I in this one. I did see. Sure. I did see a little Anna. I I, yeah. I, I like her with the axe. I think that. I think that's a, a nice weapon for her to carry. So um, I'm all over axe wielding Anna. Yeah. We'll see. So that's we'll see. that's why it'll be so this is this is because there's you can put Anna on the wolf. But... <laughs> <laughs> the logic checks out, but we'll it'll it'll be interesting to see right off the bat what happens on the first one. And we're only two weeks away from this, right? Like this is coming up in yeah. no time. So yeah. we're going to, we're going to get, you know, I think there's, uh, obviously we'll get reviews. I can't remember if there's another preview or something like that. Uh, the previews mm. were really early, right? So I don't know if there's be yeah, another one. Nintendo were. has been doing a lot of previews lately, right? So we'll see. I'm we'll interested. see if more to say. Well, previews it's benefit coming... the publishers more because you don't get far enough in it to be able to make too many critiques. You just go, well, I hope this will be da da da. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're largely positive or at least, you know, yeah. positive with like, a, oh, I don't know if it's going to be like this the whole time, you know, a little bit of a caveat, yeah. I guess. But yeah, we'll see, too, because the personas, the 20th is when the persona remakes come out, right? Uh, 19, it's, I want to say. Yeah. yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, well, with those remakes, maybe the maybe the, the other is much cheaper. So. <laughs> Yeah, the budget game no, is true. Pick up the Can't curious. you save five dollars by buying the two pack too, or something like, or three dollars? Is some is some ridiculous? No, it's not even. It's like yeah, fifty like, cents, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was like the joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? That's um, funny. You gotta do no, it. No, I, I was just looking at the American Twitter, and you know, because all the it's like the emblem rings for the different characters. Are they gonna sell these different ring designs <laughs> at some point? <laughs> Japan only. <laughs> Oh man, everything goes Japan only. Yeah, I said, will they? Not that they well, have, but I'm just assuming that that's a match. <laughs> Since they made a mini game out of that yeah. too, you re- have you seen the ring polishing? <laughs> I don't think I have. That, that's one of the mini games in this one. That's one of the bajillion mini games. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Give me all. The, <laughs> yeah. Give me all the mini games. <laughs> well, we got uh, one other January game which comes out a few days later on the 24th, and uh, after we talked a little bit this uh, before the pod, I'm really wishing I had played the demo before I put my score down, but this is the Square Enix published uh, Luminous Studios developed Forspoken. So this was actually supposed to come out last year, but they needed to, to time to polish it up. I'm hoping that just means it's so it's so incredibly advanced that they needed they needed to make the code perfect uh, and it has nothing to do with uh, a lackluster story or boring gameplay or anything like that. That's that's my hope, but uh, I'm still uh, scoring it a little bit on the. I'm scoring it at seventy five. That's the Metacritic I'm going with. Uh, it, it's a tough one. Like I can see this coming in in the sixties if it's uh, if it's a real stinker, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm really hoping that uh, uh, it, it looks like from the trailers it looks fantastic. So I'm hoping at least like the gameplay will, uh, you know, bring bring up the score a bit. So I, I'm kind of hedging my bet around a seventy five. I think my problem is I I still don't really know what this game is. Like I don't I don't know exactly what it's going for. Um I've seen trailers, you know, I've seen people talk about it, but I just I just don't know like at its core what what's what's the objective? What are you trying to do? I've seen some of the gameplay and yeah, I think visually the game is going to be attractive, but at the end of the day is it going to be like this hollow world that you're exploring? Um I, I don't know. I I've heard I heard kind of some sour impressions from the demo. 
Uh, it's been delayed a couple of times, and that always gets me apprehensive. You know, maybe this is something that just it's not coming together and eventually just has to be released. And I think about all the games that Square Enix has coming up this year and has released last year. Like, you, you know, at some point, you got to get this out the door so they can move on to the next thing. And so I wonder if Forspoken coming out really early in the year before before basically the year of Final Fantasy begins, I wonder if that's what's happening here. So my my expectations are a little lower. I've got it at a 72. Oh. And based on uh, Paige's score, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing she thinks this is a this is one of those release dumps. I thought I was being harsh, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, normally whatever Sony like so Square Enix, but you know, it's like the next PlayStation Five big deal supposedly that they're trying to push, mm-hmm. but not that many people seem into it. And usually they get scored pretty high anyway, whether or not they're that good, really. Other than they often seem to fit into specifically not my kind of game, and this one definitely seems like that personally. But for, one, for once, I just, I just want to see, you know, a maybe not so good game actually get a lower score, like as if it wasn't being prated up by a bigger company trying to make it their next hit game. I mean, Square Enix has had some misses recently, too. Like, not not everything yeah. that they've been doing has been good. They've had a lot of good games, but they've also had some duds. And I, you know, again, with, with what they have coming later this year, you know, the, the Pixel remasters coming to multiple platforms, uh, FF16 is is looking very good. We're going to talk about that game later. Uh, and then Final Fantasy Rebirth, uh, 7 Remake. Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth. Oh my gosh, too many subtitles. Um, you know, <laughs> too many Rees. Too many Rees. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they have like this cat, this catalog of games uh, and plan for games. They're going to be really good. Um, th- th- and I wonder if this is going to be one that just doesn't quite nail what people have been liking mm. from their stuff. Well, like yeah, I've seen like mixed things. Some people seem to like it, but I just mean like no, Square Enix will be fine if it doesn't do well, and even PlayStation oh, totally. should be yeah. fine, but. I, I just think, you know, if, if it is a not-so-good game, I want to see that reflected in the, the major critic scores for once and not just it being, getting that point slightly higher than it should, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't often see, like, a big-budget game like this get uh, a score like you've predicted, yeah. page 65. Um, <laughs> it does usually get, you know, maybe that AAA bump-up kind of thing. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's um, acting, yeah. so... What was that one from Platinum that maybe got shut down or no one was really enjoying? Scale Godfall Bell. or something like that? Uh, Babylon's, Babylon's Fall. Fall. Oh, That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's I mean. Like, yeah, but that Ooh, was so the difference. The, gen- the January flops. Was that Babylon or March? I don't know. <laughs> it was Babylon January. <laughs> February, I think. Babylon's Fall, March March 3rd of this of last year. 41% on Metacritic. Oh, my gosh. That is abysmal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there's a Square Enix game, right? Like, yeah. So I mean, you know, they can come out with stuff like that. I, I'm not thinking Forspoken is going to be under 50. Like that would be a, well, really Avengers terrible, was 67. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking but that's got to be the floor. But then again, I, I mean, I have seen some bigger outlets do give lower scores. Typically, it's when the game has been such a big buggy mess that they can't <laughs> deny it. So, hmm. and I haven't seen anything suggesting this game will have those problems. But you know, maybe just the other general flaws that it presumably may or may not have. <laughs> I'm hoping it gets a PS5 bump. Like how many, there's yeah. not a whole lot of like true PS5 games out there that really take uh, full, full use of the hardware. So I'm hoping it's like a, one of these things where it's like, well, it at least gets some extra points for, you know, making the PlayStation work. It's hardest. 
if they if they're confident in the game, I think we'll start to see the marketing cycle ramp up pretty quickly here because again, it's it's three weeks away, I suppose. Yeah. Um, just after Fire Emblem, so um, it's the first big game of the year for them, uh, and yeah, we should see more about it soon if they are confident in it. So, yeah, yeah. I guess just stay tuned, right? And our uh, next game is the second big game of the year for Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And uh, one that's potentially uh, the, the biggest game of the year for yeah. Square Enix. <laughs> it's it's definitely the, wise, but... <laughs> it's definitely the franchise mentioned most on this podcast, uh, for right. better or worse. Yeah, uh, and that's Octopath Traveler two. And uh, Paige, why don't you kick us off with uh, what you think the reception for that one's going to be like? Um, so I've gone with eighty seven, just you know, to be not an exact same digit as one of you guys, but just <laughs> sort of look. Yeah, again, sort of looked at what the first game score was, and then bumped it up a bit because it's a sequel. And I do think that they will improve on the main flaws of the first game with regards to character interaction. And they're probably, you know, um, taking the time to experiment with more and just any other improvements. Like they, they tend to, even just with the demos with games, get feedback and fix the things. So having a whole game feedback to work on, I think it should be a little bit higher than... One, but then we could have the opposite thing where people are like, oh, it doesn't do enough, so I'm going to rate it lower, even if it is technically better <laughs> or something. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I true. think pretty high 80s. Yeah, I'm thinking high 80s too, because the, the first one I got, I think, got an 83 on Metacritic. And so I was thinking, well, they can't make a worse game than the first one, so um, <laughs> it, it has to be higher than that. Uh, I'm just joking, Joe. I'm, no, you're not. I'm changing my score. You know, I was gonna write zero uh, four on it, but you know, <laughs> if since the characters are gonna actually make eye contact in this game, seventeen point boost does seem uh, reasonable. Absolutely, yes, <laughs> yes. So, 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 um, some of the the artists worked on um, Live Alive, so they went back and said how they should actually <laughs> make a good. Game. Yeah. Well, what's funny though is. Uh, when you mentioned the artwork, it, it like graphically, it, it looks like they even stepped up their game too, though. Yeah, like it, yeah. it looks not even nicer than the first one, which already looked really nice. I mean, like I had, it stands know. to reason that they're getting more competent and efficient with HD 2D, right? Like they, yeah. they've had a few games to work on this style well, now. Um, yeah, new style. Yeah, and kind of kind of. I was just gonna say it kind of ushered in like this. This no, it's okay. It kind of it kind of ushered in like this new retro way of displaying games, and so yeah, this this one looks like they're, but it's also coming to other platforms too. It's not just Switch, so maybe for because of that, like some of the footage we've seen might have been uh, high end computers or, or PS Five or something like that. So it, yeah. it could be getting that bump from from just the little footage that we've seen so far. Um, so I w- I ended up going with an eighty six, and I'm. I would have went a little bit higher, but my only one thing is, is I have this feeling that because the switch and the steam versions are releasing at the same time that the steam version is going to run better. And so it's going to affect the switch scores. That's, that's my guess. Yeah. I think, I think that's possible. Um, I also think that like, you know, this the switch's portability off. I, I know. And I know obviously there's the steam deck now, but the switch's portability does still kind of give it a bump in score sometimes. Cause you're like, Oh, it, it does this thing wrong, but I can take it anywhere. Right. So you do yeah. get that bump that kind of counteracts that a little bit. The, the performance woes. I think, I think we've seen that uh, in the past. Um, yeah. I, I, I think you guys, you know, your scores are perfectly reasonable, a little bit higher than Octopath one. 
Um, I'm going to push mine even higher. So I, I had it originally in 88, but you, you guys just talking to, you know, reminding me how the good this game uh, is looking. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with 92 and I'll give a few reasons why. Um, one is that they're retaining what worked from the original game, and that's the visual style, the battle system, and the music, and the fact that you can pick the uh, whichever character you want to start with. So four things that really worked in the first game's favor are returning. Um, if anyone's heard kind of the sample, uh, the sample tracks that, um, gosh, is it Natsuki? I can't remember the fellow's name who does the Octopath music, but uh, composer, what's his name? Yeah, Yasunori. Oh, Nishiki. Sorry. Uh, Yasunori Nishiki. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's been posting a couple of snippets from songs, uh, w- one of which was the one of the battle themes. Uh, it, it, and it sounds just as magical as the first one did, which, which had an, an incredible soundtrack. Um, but now, obviously, what they've been doing with some of the previews of the game or um, uh, kind of teases, I guess, they've been showing the characters kind of interacting with one another, right? And, or crossing paths, I suppose. So they're fixing what was everyone's biggest problem with the first game and that's that the characters didn't really interact with one another not in a meaningful way so if the characters in the story of octopath traveler 2 if the characters are naturally coming across each other and their stories are intersecting in meaningful ways i think you have the recipe for what could be one of the great rpgs of this generation um yeah if not like a top five rpg you know um, so that, that's kind of, I think the sky is the limit for this game. I think the first one um, was just unpolished and it makes sense. They were trying something new, but now they've had, you know, kind of years of experience uh, to work on this game. Um, and you saw the reception, you know, it, it, the first game did sell a lot of copies. So uh, yeah. I think they're expecting more here. And so I'll go with a 92 for uh, if, if not, if only to just, you know, stick a, a knife in Casey's <laughs> side, you know. <laughs> If we're going to remember at the end of this whole thing if you end up losing by four points. Oh uh, yeah, if, if it's if it's if I give it a ninety two <laughs> and it goes like it's probably going to go go a hundred or something. It's like yeah, that. it's and like then I, uh, and then I get the win because I'm the closest to your original. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember yeah, two exactly. years ago uh, the Blue Jays were playing a game near the. It wasn't quite the end of the season. It was like three quarters in. I think it was around uh, the hundred or so game mark, hmm. and their Marcus Simeon blew this easy easy play. Uh, to to end the game and then the blue jays end up losing in overtime and then they missed the play and i said that day i said you know what this is going to cost them the playoffs yeah and then they missed the playoffs by one sure game. enough yeah of course yeah. <laughs> it's always a way right it's always like some, some kind of so, so thank you yeah i appreciate that it's, it's always it's always some kind of like nothing moment or nothing game kind of throwaway thing that ends up coming to bite you in the in the, in the butt right yeah. so but we'll see i my, my my hopes are full speed ahead with this one you know i'm i'm prepared I, i'm not prepared to be let down but i i think like you know i was super excited for elden ring and elden ring delivered i'm kind of there with octopath traveler too like i'm i'm ready to be elden ringed again with this one uh you know live up to my hopes and dreams here so we'll see what happens i certainly uh, tease you a lot about the game but i i genuinely do want the second one to be fun uh, and especially since i'm buying it on day one i definitely want it to be a <laughs> I mean, yeah, again, the fact, it that it's, the fact that it's available on multiple platforms makes me think they have faith in this series. It, it doesn't need to just be an exclusive to sell on one yeah. console that it's made for. You're putting it out in multiple places. You're expecting it to sell in those places. So uh, I'm happy that they have faith in it. I think what we, the little we've seen of the game shows. Um, and yeah, again, again, another game that's really only a few a number of weeks away. You know, like it's yeah. not months away. It's weeks away. And the next game on our list, like uh, Paige had mentioned earlier in the episode, is uh, releasing on the same day. 
which is Atelia Riza 3. And I accidentally deleted the very long uh, subtitle, so I'm not sure what the... Um, it's, mysterious key something. Wait, is it mysterious? Yeah, uh, Rise it's like it? mysterious key and shadow something. Or I can't remember. It's, but it's uh, yeah, it's the uh, the third. alchemist of the end and the secret key. Secret. That, okay. you, you were close. You were close. Mysterious is secret so confusing. Key. Secret is um, yeah. rises. It was like secret hideout. Was the second one? Yes, secret that's right. Yeah, they have a keyword yeah. in their trilogies. So. Another uh, another game where we're all pretty close in the predictions, but Jordan, why don't you kick us off with this one? Yeah, so I, I've played the first two games. I reviewed the second one, which I liked more than the first. I couldn't really get into the first one for whatever reason. I just so I felt slower. like I got stuck. For... <laughs> yeah, yeah, the beginning, it, it didn't really it's grab me. The second one anyway. gets into it a little bit more. I like the combat better in the second one. It's a little bit more dynamic, uh, more things happening. Um, th- these games, like they, they do feel kind of samey, but they're also very cozy and kind of comfy. You know, like they're everything's really brightly colored. Everyone's pretty happy. You know, the problems don't necessarily seem to be like major problems, I guess. It just feel kind of like a day to day life sim in a way, except you're just making whatever you want in your giant pot. Um, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this game. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm surprised I'm the highest uh, of the three of us, but I guess it's close. Uh, I think it landed in 83. I think that the, I think the team working on these games, um, these, uh, Atelier games, they've kind of settled into like this, this niche, you know, like they, they know what they're doing. They just kind of make, make slight changes or adjustments and polish up you know, features of the game. They don't take a, a number of like major risks or anything, but the core gameplay loop is satisfying, you know, again, making things through alchemy and then seeing what comes up and using it in battle. Uh, it, it ends up being quite satisfying. They, they found a way to make crafting as uh, integral as a component to the series uh, pretty fun to do. You know, you're constantly collecting things, making new things, unlocking things, seeing uh, numbers go up, you know, meters go up, meters fill up when you're throwing things in the alchemy uh, cauldron. So yeah, I've got an 83 for this one. Yeah, I'm yeah, surprised I, to see that Paige is the lowest of the three and, yeah. and it's being the highest well, on the franchise. Yeah, but she's going to finish it. Paige, you're going to finish it first before we do, I think. But yes, um, but I'm taking into, you know, this is Metacritic, so it is a pool of multiple different review scores. And mm-hmm. I actually was surprised that the first riser was like pretty much close to these scores as well because yeah again i felt like i liked it all right but it just takes so long to get into um the the synthesis system in the riser games is my favorite out of the atelier games the way it just it loops in so you don't have to make the item specifically to then put it into another recipe you just morph it into like it just chains into it so so much easier and really fun and you actually like want to experiment with it more there's so lots of things I really love to tell you about too, because I gave that a nine, um, which part of it is how much better is the third game going to be? Like, is, you know, what, what else are they going to do to make? Because that was like, to me, sort of the best of um, what a little of that series I played. So I'm not sure if it's going to be too much higher. And then it will still have things that attract it to other people, like the Atelier games use the same they're sort of models some people don't like the way the animations and that are because they've got flat faces things like that so i i went like 81 so it's like just about the same or a tiny bit higher than the other two rises but i'm just i'm not sure how much more they're going to be able to improve it in this last riser game 
Paige, have you seen much in the way of previews of this game or t- trailers? I, I really haven't seen anything mentioned about it. I've other seen than the, the trailers, date. but that's it. So, like, I haven't even seen for sure, like, um, whether certain features from the second game are coming back or not. <laughs> yeah, I was curious about that. Like, what, what's returning? What's changing? Um, I, I mean, it made sense that it was going to be a trilogy because they, they've done trilogies before. But, um, yeah, I just don't know what really to expect with this one other than just kind of more of the same, I guess. Well, it's like you said, it's got kind of this cozy niche where they're, they probably won't be too far off. Like it'll probably be pretty similar with maybe a few improvements here or there, which is why I went with 82. Cause I figured like, Oh, it'll probably score a little bit higher. The other thing too, is that rise of two seemed to gain the, the franchise a little bit of more popularity than it had previously. So maybe uh, some new outlets will pick it up that, that, we're excited to play two and and are kind of moving on to three now. So it's, but yeah, I, I can't imagine there'd be a huge difference between the two scores unless it, I, I think if anything, it, like maybe it goes lower. I think if there is a discrep a huge discrepancy, it would be lower, but no, I, I think it'll probably just be uh, kind of uh, along the same lines. I mean, what happens sometimes is you you get that series fatigue, but there, there are just so many of these games. And again, they have they have this dedicated fan, uh, following. And yeah, I mean, I, I was going to look up how many Atelier games are on Switch. I, I, I guess it's probably around a dozen or so. Um, but yeah, it is a I, I do want to look into this game more. I'm, I am interested again. It, it's, it's just kind of solid, uh, decent quality. And um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll find out more uh, next month. Yeah. And uh, the next big title that's coming out is in March. Um, Now, we're not going to do a Metacritic prediction. Metacritic. Sorry. I'm sorry. I have have a facetious prediction, and that is that the Kirby remake that is coming on the same day as Ryza and Octopath will score the highest. (laughs) Oh, of the three? Yeah. I think that's possible for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just just because the, the original Wii version scored pretty well, I think. The Return to Dreamland on Wii? Wii U? No, yeah. Nintendo Wii, I think. Yeah. Yes. Right, I, said, I said it's facetious, but, you know, if it comes true, then it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, bonus Page will ask for bonus points. Yes, yep. yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah, the the March, uh, the big RPG in March uh, that we're not going to do Metacritic on because technically I've ac- I've already played the game. So it's it's a bit of a, a unfair advantage on my part. And it's one of those games that's so long that it's hard to say <laughs> when all the reviews are going to come in to begin with. I guess it depends uh, what kind of uh, lead-in that NISA uh, gives uh, the reviewers. But it's the Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure. So this is, and again, it's not even really a, a new release. It's it's a port because it's uh, it was uh, available in Japan a long time ago, but it's being ported to Switch with uh, a new localization um, by the same localization people, but. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that's that's a big one in March. Definitely going to be picking that one up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we're just going to uh, skip that one for our predictions episode just to uh, to keep things fair, though. And uh, which brings us to uh, maybe the biggest game of the year uh, coming on May 12th, which is Breath of the Wild 2 Tears of the Kingdom. So I guess I'll, I'll kick off the, the score on this one. So uh Based on the scores I see, I think we're all the kind of the same mind that the likelihood of Breath of the Wild beating the 97 <laughs> that that the original one had uh, is is pretty unlikely. Um, for me, I figure 
it's going to be close enough to the original. There'll be enough little uh, upgrades or, or things of that nature uh, to keep people interested. It won't feel like a fatigue of just replaying the first Breath of the Wild. But I think what will happen is, uh, it, and it seems to be happening to most Nintendo games, uh, is that I think the performance issues are not going to be as easily ignorable uh, in the second game. I think it's going to have a harder, a little bit harder time running. Uh, you know, when the Switch, when Breath of the Wild first came out, everyone had a brand new Switch. Like they were brand spanking new. You picked up your Switch from the store. You picked up Breath of the Wild and everyone enjoyed it. You, you, you now you're playing with like a five-year-old Switch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very disappointing that this isn't coming to the Wii U for all those Wii U fans that picked up the game. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to they're going to uh put out their put out their frustration with dropping the review yeah. scores by a couple points. Then that's why I went with yeah. 95. Oh man. <laughs> we don't have the time for it, but you know it've been so funny would to be like get, you know, it, it you can't do it because they just add whenever, but like the guessing what the user score total would be because <laughs> you know everyone puts zeros oh, or tens <laughs> zero yeah. or ten yeah that's right yeah. um yeah I'll, I'll go next uh i i mean gosh of all the games on this list i think this is the one that most people in the world are looking forward to like i, I know that you know kind of where, wherever you game most of the time you, you are aware of like zelda games coming out uh especially the, the follow-up to uh such a such a huge one with breath of the wild um Tears of the Kingdom is an interesting one to me. Um, we haven't seen, we really haven't seen a ton of it, which is funny. Like it's coming out in four months and we've seen kind of the same footage shown a couple of times, you know, with just, just some slight alterations. Uh, we obviously had that that teaser with, with Zelda and Link in the Dark Cave. Um, so I am I, I just don't really know. I, I don't think it can live up to the original. I think that that was just so groundbreaking. Um, you know, that this open world Zelda game that hadn't been done before and yeah, it wasn't perfect, but man, it was just such a dream to play really, really felt like nothing else. Um, it, I mean, I, I, I think you guys might agree kind of reinvented the, the open world genre and certainly a- added some, some, uh, a new way of, uh, of doing that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, I don't see living up to that. I don't, I, I see it maybe being being an incredible game. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I think it'll get a 91 and that's nothing to sneeze at. It could still very well be game of the year, but I, I just don't think it can be the kind of second coming of, uh, of Miyamoto or something like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, can you write for a Nintendo website and and only predict ninety one? Is that allowed? Yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess so. I I, don't, I I know it blasts me, right? Like I'm going to lose my <laughs> review editor's uh, cap here pretty soon. But um, yeah, I, I I don't think I think it's going to be really 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 excellent. Just it's it's going to not be able to capture that that spark that the first game did. And so I, I'm I'm lower than you two guys on this one. I wish oh. we knew. If there was, I just want to jump in real quick before you give yours, Paige. I wish we knew if there was dungeons or not. Yeah, I'd be sh- I'd be surprised. Um, I'd be I'm really surprised if there weren't. A lot of people are like um, upset that we haven't seen more. It's like, well, it's not out till what May. You know, they're gonna they're gonna do it a little bit at a time. You know, do the promotion in order. So there's got to be a, a full everything. direct for just so. Breath of the Wild still in the works. 
I, I need that. to know um, what amoeba is a functional and do we? Because you could get Wolflink in the game. Does that mean that the Loftwings amiibo gives you a Loftwing? Do we I think it just gives you a sweatshirt. Every amiibo yeah, now just gives you a pass. shirt. You can put in the any switch. amiibo, oh, it gives you a shirt. Oh, the yeah. season pass purchase bonus this time will be a Wii U shirt. <laughs> That the instant but, seller it yeah, flies yeah. off the shelf at that at that at that point. Um, yes, yeah, so I went with ninety six because like you know almost the same but not quite because it, it might be better but people will expect more basically, and I think some people will be harsh on it. Although there are a couple of people who were like kind of deliberately harsh on it last time, so I. Just, <laughs> um, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting because people are still mad yeah. about their weapons breaking, so. <laughs> I Do doubt they, I doubt they would take it out. I think they're going to keep that. Oh yeah, yeah I think so too. too. Well, the master sword is already broken. That's right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, have we seen any any games in history where like the first game and then the sequel are both like almost tens, like ninety five plus? Like, is there in the in the Metacritic era has that happened? Like, what's the closest? Two game pairing where you uh, maybe like Portal and Portal you, 2 right? or Half Life and <laughs> Half Life like 2. Not tens, but like as in right next to each other, like the Telluride, it was like 80 and then 80. Yeah, no, no I, I mean specifically like over both <laughs> over like 90 or 95. Like Por- I, I, Portal, I'm mm-hmm. thinking like most recent, probably Portal and Portal 2. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Half Life and Half Life 2. Persona 5 would have been pretty. But, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Portal is ninety and Portal Two is ninety five. Yeah, so that that's that's close. Like that that's. Yeah. But I mean, but still, but ninety five plus. Imagine both getting, you know, ninety six, ninety seven. Uh, man, back to back. I can't imagine it. It just just seems too much. But. Well, we'll there we go. Because um, what's the highest? Like the one of the highest things on Metacritic was Ocarina of Time being. 99 and then Majora's Mask yeah. is 95. So. <laughs> I can't believe Majora's Mask is a 95. That seems crazy. Yeah, I thought that would be lower. <laughs> a little more divisive, I thought, you know, but especially coming after Ocarina of Time. But well, I think it's one of those like differences between the reviewers and the general public. Mm, could be. I, I love, yeah. I, I like both of those games a lot. Like they're not my favorite Zelda games or anything, but I, I can definitely appreciate them. next game up on our list might be one it, this one might be one of the more di- uh, di- divisive ones like it mm. it could go i think this could go anywhere between like 60 and 100 <laughs> it's yeah. it's one of those ones where um there's so much uh it's been such a while since the last one uh you've got uh, so much uh, 
ongoing saga with with the company that makes the game mm-hmm. um there's just so many things at play here that could change this review score uh and the that's this game is uh, diablo 4 which uh funnily enough comes on uh, june the 6th which i'm sure is was uh, specifically chosen um with the the, the devil motif there but um yeah this is gonna be an interesting one because uh you may even get if i don't know if there were you think it's been long enough that outlets are not good I know there was a refusal, I think, when it, the stories were first breaking where some review outlets were just flat out not reviewing their games for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if enough time has passed that that won't be an issue this time around or the game might just be too big to, <laughs> to ignore at this point. I mean, too. you've got the the acquisition of uh, of Blizzard Activision happening, right? Or Activision Blizzard. like that. I think that is not buying goodwill, but it's like, I think there's a hope that like, Microsoft will help to turn that company around in terms of its culture. You know, it'll make it a hopefully make it a better place, you know, more inclusive, better treatment of workers, stuff like that. I think that in the in the news recently, um, a, a, a part of Activision Blizzard won the um, formed a union and which Microsoft seemed to recognize. I, I'm, I'm, I'm butchering the story, I'm sure. But there was some good news in that the, the worker side forefront uh, recently. So um, <laughs> I, th- I think that there will be more openness to reviewing this game. Uh, I can just, I definitely understand why some outlets wouldn't want to, but um, th- there's still a lot of time between now uh, and June 6th uh, for, for things to happen. So um, uh, I'll go, I'll go first here. I, I think I, I've got it rated pretty high. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it right now, this is probably of all the games on the list. This has to be Casey's number one most uh, <laughs> uh, hyped for game. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I, I, I think this is going to be, gosh, it has been so long since Diablo three came out, right? Years and years and years. Um, and you have the, not, uh, can we call it a flop? Like Diablo, Diablo Immortal, I think is a flop, right? You yes, had the, the mobile version not do well. No, I know that's the thing, right? I'm sure they yeah. still made some money on it, but, but now you've got like, the the What's game the, that kind um, of like solidifies your name right what's the opposite of a cult classic where like nobody seems to like it but it did very well financially <laughs> yeah that's a uh, that's a good question i don't know if there's uh, a blockbuster too big to fail triple <laughs> yeah. um, tra- a trash <laughs> yeah, triple a, that's a good one Can we just call triple a freight train there's yeah, no yeah. no stopping uh, the money maker it's a school bus but, on fire or something like that dump truck on fire I, I get a, mon- I a dump truck full of money, but the dump truck's on fire. Yeah, I don't think I put it too low, but you, you guys are going to say I went with um, seventy-eight because no, no one there seems to be making good business decisions, and um, Diablo three didn't have such a good launch. There was a lot of issues with the game, and you know they had bad ideas mm-hmm. like the auction house and things like that. So, and they t- did the mobile game that you know, and they were very indignant when people were unhappy about that so i don't know how much like how in touch are they going to be now that they just got some minor vocal feedback are they actually gonna make what people really want or is it just going to be pretty good but not great yeah it's it's going to be tough and if if you hear the doorbell ring it was definitely casey leaving a flaming bag of dog poop on your hundred percent yeah on your at your front door but uh yeah, it's definitely tough because like Activision has they 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 like you said they don't really ever listen to people like they just kind of do their own thing, and uh, uh, so 
you know, it, it could be, I, I could easily be pes- pessimistic on the launch because uh, if they do try to do something crazy with like Diablo Immortal with some kind of money, money grab, like there very well could be some kind of money grab involved in this. And uh, that'll obviously like have people coming out f- with pitchforks uh, on the review score. Uh, but I- I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and go with the 90 in the hopes that Activision doesn't feel like they can pooch this launch with, because, uh, you know, they've got that Microsoft uh, acquisition that still hasn't been finalized yet. So they don't want to, they, they can't burn too many bridges here. Uh, I, I'm hoping that Diablo Immortal was the money grab and, and they'll just do right by Diablo 4. That's my hope. I mean, this is one of their tentpole franchises for Blizzard, right? Like Diablo, StarCraft, Warcraft. And so this is when one of these comes out, it's a big deal. You know, like World of Warcraft has been ongoing. They've been doing expansions. They did the classic thing for all, you know, for all that I know. And I have a bunch of friends that play, including Casey, like that. That seems to be doing fine. StarCraft seems to be dead. Like, so you really only have two now, right? You've got World of Warcraft and then the Diablo kind of mainline games. Um, so th- this is a big deal for them like this. This can't really do poorly. And I think that, you know, they've been obviously been working on this for a long time. Um, they had the the mobile eye, the mobile game version of it come out. So maybe they've been able to take out some of the mobile trappings from this one because you've already you already have that version and you want to keep them distinct. So if this one has a good like single player, you know, play uh, version, I suppose. Um, and it doesn't have too many like. I don't know that it'll have microtransactions. I could see it having like a battle pass type thing. Um, and I could see it doing the seasons thing that Diablo three has had success with. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you, David. I do. Th- I do think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, maybe even one of the best of the year. Yeah, here's hoping. Uh, and uh, the next game on the list, uh, this is my uh, most anticipated. It's another game that I think could wildly <laughs> uh, fluctuate depending on uh, how it's perceived. Uh, this one is Final Fantasy 16. So this comes out on June 22nd for uh, PlayStation 5 exclusive. Uh, another one. And uh, Paige, why don't you kick us off with uh, your prediction on how the how the reviewing public will perceive this game when it comes out? So wouldn't it be the reviewing private to get the, the, the Metacritic score? <laughs> yeah. um, gone with 82. I think it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll have that bit where even regardless of quality, there'll be people giving it nines and then a few outlets going like sevens. And so, because I think from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to be really good. Um, it'll depend how well the story is handled and how some of the bits of the gameplay changes goes, because that can often be a point of contention for people. Um, I think it might even come down to tiny little things that might annoy people, like, you know, how, how the UI <laughs> Um, how easy is that to read between all the different things and how it doesn't necessarily go with the theming of the game. But I think it'll be a pretty good game, but the reviews will still like all pull together at about 82. Yeah, my biggest concern for this one is that there's always like this contingent of people who are upset that Final Fantasy is not turn-based anymore. So uh, the action-based combat is never... like. They're, they're never going to give it a high it's, score it's, just because the it's... It's the episode of Like a Dragon where they went to... to, to yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it, if you it, it if is. you just want to play an old Final Fantasy game, you could play 13 or 15. That'd be what they like, right? 
<laughs> oh gosh, I'm gonna be sick with this conversation. Please get me out of it. Oh, but I'm 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 optimistically going with 89. Um, I think it's gonna be a visual treat for the eyes. Like a, it looks like there's a, those those uh, Esper or Edelon fights look like they're gonna be incredible. Uh, so I think those are gonna be some drop draw draw jaw dropping moments. Uh, that I th- I think will uh, look good on the PS5. Uh, I think the story is going to be good. Uh, I- I'm I don't I've never really minded this whole like uh, kind of futuristic you know side reality thing that that the Final Fantasies o- have always done. Uh, I'm not I don't really care that they're going back to the medieval roots. Like it's it's you know it's fine. That's fine. I don't care. It's it it looks good. It looks like the story would be neat. Uh, but my my eighty nine is squarely uh, put on to Yoshi P's shoulders. Uh, I, I have squarely, a hard time. David, please. Yeah, I I have a hard time believing uh, that Yoshi P can can make anything lower than an eighty nine game. I just don't think it's in his blood. Final Fantasy sixteen is the game that I've given the highest score to that I don't that I'm the least interested in. Like, there's that big discrepancy between the, the fact that I think it'll be good and the fact that I'm not super interested in it. Yes, I am one of those like, oh, I wish Final Fantasy was always turn based. I, I recognize well, that that's a silly kind of antiquated. Traveler too. <laughs> exactly. The, 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 the real Final Fantasy on this list. Um, I, I, I know that that's, you know, antiquated thinking and I, I don't, I won't, you know, I want games to evolve, obviously. Um, but that doesn't mean that I have to be interested in them. And I, I, I'm with you, David. I think the Eidolon fights look really cool. Um, I just don't, I, I don't know what's happening kind of minute to minute. Like, you know, how does your, how does your party work? I think I was just kind of really turned off by what Final Fantasy 15 was like that, that just didn't really grab me. Um, I, I didn't love the combat. I found it pretty basic. Uh, I didn't like the way spells were used. Um, and I, you know, it's not like I don't like action RPGs. Like I love the ease games. We're getting a new, a new one of those soon. Um, there are action RPGs that I enjoy, but I, I, I guess I, I wish Final Fantasy 16 was more like Xenoblade or something, you know, like I, I like that kind of actiony turn base, not just a full departure into action. Um, you know, obviously loved Elden Ring. Elden Ring is a, an action RPG. Um, but yeah, I've got an 85. Um, I, I do think this will be a very good Final Fantasy game. I think it'll be better than 15. Um, I just don't know uh, if it's going to be, you know, the, the absolute best R, you know, RPG that Square Enix puts out this year. I, I don't think it will be. I also think it's weird that um, we don't get as many, like, we still get a few. And actually, I, I just realized the reason why. The reason we don't get many Final Fantasy spinoffs nowadays is because they're all bad mobile games. But, you know, um, yes. growing up for me, it was like, um, I think Final Fantasy had gone to PlayStation, but like all their spinoffs and remakes and stuff went to DS. So I sort of knew it from those things. Um, but they, they don't even feel like they need the Final Fantasy name anymore. Like, if they want to make Bravely Default Optoth Traveler, they don't need to call it Final Fantasy and put that coat of paint on it. They have, I mean, yeah, they don't, they don't need a name. They've got, they have like art styles and, and the fact that they're turn based, they can just say classic RPG, you know, and people know what you're going to get. Well, that's with, with all those Square Enix releases that came out within a few months of each other last year. I was it was interesting to see just the sheer variety of different art styles, like how different Diefield to Valkyrie to Star Ocean looked. And even then Harvestella mm-hmm. had a very, you know, simplistic door like style. So it was like yeah, they they don't feel the need to um put put that name to things to sell them and can let things stand on their own. 
For sure. Not really. Now for the next game. <laughs> <don't think> that <laughs> much, but... Yeah. Well, I'm actually, uh, our next episode, uh, Casey and I are going to be talking about, and I think, I don't, I'm not sure if you'll, if you'll uh, be with us, Paige, but uh, Crisis Core is the, uh, the next episode that we're recording. And I was surprised at how I'm loving that game. And uh, I never, I own it, but never played it. <laughs> I actually have it on my PSP. Um, but then, uh, and then, uh, oh, I guess I can't say you, you gave me a, a, a game for uh, Christmas yes. too. That's a, a Final Fantasy spinoff. So I'm looking forward to playing that too. Uh, so I yeah, think, it's funny I that you I'm... mentioned those spinoffs because going back to the well for those, looking forward to them. Well, yeah, because it was like the spinoffs were action or tactics games. And now it's sort of like, you uh-huh. know, now you're going to these spiritual spinoffs to get that because the main yeah. like, games have gone action. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Jordan, you added this one, uh, and uh, so June twenty second is the day. It's lit. It's actually coming out on the same day as Final Fantasy sixteen. I don't know. That's not but the date. I, I, I don't know. Did I write that? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Maybe you no. cut and paste. I did. I cut and pasted. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't change the date. Oh, they're releasing a game on the same day as Final Fantasy sixteen. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, that's <laughs> a funny mistake I made. No. And it probably first half of the year, I think, is all we really know. Okay, maybe we'll leave this. I'll I'll skip this one because uh, we do have a few. Uh, oh, actually, okay. I'll talk about the other ones and then I'll lead with this one because we, we're hitting the point where we're at the the games that don't have a release date yet. Yes. Um. So the the ones we do the last two that we have release dates for that I'll just mention um, that we're not doing review scores for though is uh, Baldur's Gate three is coming out on Steam, and. Uh, the reason we're not doing Metacritic for that one is just because it's been out for two years, technically in early access. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know. It just seems like a, an odd one to, to score because it's like they're constantly getting feedback to make it better. Uh, it is something I'm excited about. I'm actually going to be picking it up uh, soon. If like release day at the very latest, but uh, I, I might even pick up the early access just to kind of, kind of get a head start on it. But I've had so much fun playing the, uh divinity with from larian studios that it's uh, it's definitely uh, a pickup for me and uh page you have this one already too i think so you've you've played it some yeah the early access build of it yep yep and uh the last uh dated game we have is uh july 7th which is the legend of heroes trails into reverie um again just not doing a better critic prediction for that one just because uh it's that one is <laughs> so Trails of Cold Steel 4 was like 100 plus hours and I'm assuming Trails into Reverie will be about the same. Yeah. And it's it, I have a feeling this is going to be an odd one in the in the vein of uh the third Trails in the Sky where it's not really like a part of a like it is part of an ongoing story but it's kind of this odd offshoot of like kind of uh almost fill in the blanks of of backstories for lots of people. Uh, which I'm excited to see, but it's just, it's, I don't know, it just makes it kind of weird to score. Uh, and I, I don't want to jinx it either. So that's, uh, you know, another reason why not to, to look at that one. But the, the, yeah, so I guess this comes to the non-dated section of our list, which is uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Um, so we're assuming this is 2023, even though this is supposed to have been released like the past three years from, you know, and um wanna page you kick us off with uh how how you think this one will be received um yeah so well, i thought mine was high but not as high as your guys uh, this is probably the one where i didn't <laughs> look up the review scores of the last game to compare it to 
actually I just was guessing. So I've gone with 89. Um, again, you know, like I've heard really good things about Hollow Knight and seen people play it. So I think it'll be rated pretty high. Just, you know, what, again, especially with the anticipation, people waiting for it for ages, like how much better is it going to be as a sequel? Especially when it's a sequel to a good game. Like how much more can you do? Yeah. Really? Well, yeah, I looked up the score and it was the, the first one was rated a 90. So I went with 91 figuring it would be just slightly better. But yeah, I'm with you in the sense where expectations uh, might be so sky high at this point that it'd be hard to live up to them. Uh, and mm. there's always we're at this weird crossroads of like every Switch game has the uh, has the, the potential of struggling to <laughs> to perform. Like it, it seems like a lot of the the latest releases on Switch are all. Uh, suffering from different kinds of performance issues. So I'm curious if like the length of time well, that it's taken to get Hollow Knight done, does that mean like they're struggling to get it to run on switch properly? Well, and that's why it keeps Hollow getting delayed Knight or you on know? PC actually has a lower Metacritic score. And I went to see uh -huh. why, and there's some review that's given it a 65 and saying that it's a dark souls wannabe. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was a way we could uh, we could eliminate a few of those uh, outliers, but what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those outliers for yeah, Crisis Core, so just leave it right then. there, please, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hollow Knight Silksong, um, I, I, it, it's in the camp for me of the developers are not going to release it till it's perfect. Like, it's been predicted to be released... Or it's been teased, you know. We th we think it's been gonna it's gonna be shadow dropped at every E three, every presentation that happens. Like, oh, now get get hype for Silk Song. There's so much hype behind this game. They cannot release this game unless it is perfect. Like, I, I really think they would wait until the end of time to release Silk Song, and knowing that it it, it is as good or better than the first game. So, sports I, I, story perfect? I, no sports <laughs> no sports story. God, I. I I think they got they got screwed over, and there, there's there's um there's something there's a funny thing I saw on Twitter about uh, like a a dev kind of room you find in the game where the uh, there's characters complaining about yeah, like being that. rushed. Really saw that right? Like yeah, you, you get you get the feeling like that did you know encounter some issues and just and just had to get shipped eventually. Yeah. But Silk Song, I don't I just don't feel like they've been rushed. Like I, I don't feel like there's this sense that um. Oh, we have to release it now. Team Cherry is really, I don't think they're working on anything else. Like, this is it, you know? Yeah. Hollow Knight continues to sell. They have Game Pass money now, right? It's you know, Silk Song's coming to Game Pass. So they're kind of living on Easy Street here, just take their time in making this game. So I think I've got it at a 94. I think it's going to be better than the first game. I think it's going to be incredible. I think it's going to be drop everything and play it. Everyone talking about it, like, total event game. Uh, and Xbox kind of controls the narrative, you know? This could be like their big you know summer game like they could say you know, at e3 silk song is available now and everyone's just gonna lose their minds <laughs> right like yeah. this is their chance to take like another indie darling and like just get all these people on game pass that want to play silk song right now hey it's available day one on game pass go get it yep and uh we got another yeah i guess they're their indie game because it's uh you know they went to kickstarter got their money but I think this is going to have the opposite path of uh, of Silk Song, and this is I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Udian Chronicles: Hundred Heroes. So this is uh, the spiritual successor to Suikoden, 
which is going to, I think, greatly suffer from the fact that Suikoden is being re-released yeah. in, in in a remake. Um, but uh, why don't you kick us off, Jordan? Because uh, I know you and I both played kind of like the little precursor oh my uh, gosh, game yeah. that mm-hmm. neither of us liked, <laughs> which has made me really sour on uh, how what what way happened in this game. Yeah, it's a kind of it's a little unfortunate that that got released first as a side game and may may turn some people off of the main game that it's actually supposing to advertise a little bit. Um, so we played Aiden Chronicles Rising, which was kind of a, an action RPG with some uh, city building elements that really were, were quite forced, I found. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we talked about that game, didn't, didn't love it. Um, Aiden Chronicles proper, uh, the Kickstarter game. Um, yeah, it, it is funny that after it got, you know, funded on Kickstarter, saw a lot of success there that, you know, Konami goes and announces they're going to do, yeah. going to do what the Kickstarter was basically trying to do itself, uh, and, and actually bring Suikoden into a modern platform. So, um, I don't, I don't know that that's going to hurt it necessarily. I think, I think both games can do okay. Um, I think that uh, the Kickstarter game, um, uh, the, the main one, I think is going to be good. I've got it at an 80. Uh, I'm, I'm the highest of the three of us here. Um, I'm, I'm, I guess my skepticism comes from uh, you know, playing, playing the first week it in and just not being super enthused by like all the characters. I think it's more of a cool idea in, in theory than practice. Um, I, I, I guess I'm more of a, again, a purist as I uh, made it very clear on this podcast a number of times. Uh, I like my more traditional style RPGs, you know, with a, you know, either a set party or, or, you know, maybe not too many characters to worry about, but a hundred heroes is uh, a lot. So uh, I'm not, I'm not sure how it's going to turn <laughs> out, but uh, yeah, I, I've got it in an 80 for me. That's um pretty much my thought is the, the hundred like because i haven't actually played the swigan in to know you know how having big parties and that work but yeah definitely yeah the hundred yeah, the hundred heroes thing <laughs> seems like the ones where you have like so many different characters always seem like can be a bit messy and then feel not that fulfilling um i'm sure it'll still be a, like a good game but i just i'm um, putting out a 76 because i don't think it's going to be like as good as maybe other people putting so much money into the kickstarter are hoping <laughs> Yeah, I went with uh, 75 just be for the same reason. I, I feel like, well, a lot of these Kickstarter games, they don't have a great track record. Like you, you get your few diamonds in the rough sort of thing. But the majority of these Kickstarter games, I think, you know, the developers have kind of like big ideas and then things fall apart when it's time to kind of put pen to paper. So I, I've this one feels like just because with Rising uh, having kind of fell flat for me and uh, it just seems like one of these ones that's just kind of could potentially destined to, uh, you know, come in with a thud. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how that one goes. Uh, the next one, oh, we got uh, another big Microsoft game, uh, Starfield. So this is the man. It feels like forever since we've had a a, a really big. Uh, uh, oh man, why am I blanking on the publisher's name? <laughs> Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda. Big Bethesda release. Uh, Starfield has been I guess we'll even see like technically it's supposed to it was supposed to release last year, then it was now it's supposed to release this year, but doesn't actually have a, a full on date. Uh we haven't actually seen any gameplay as far as I th- I think we've only seen cutscenes for as far as I know. Um so it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Um it's one of those things I don't know if Microsoft can afford this to be a dud, but uh, Jordan, why don't you uh let us know what you think is going to be happening with this game. Yeah, I mean that's my thought exactly. That this this game can't fail. Like this is their first big kind of post um, 
true Xbox acquisition or merger, Mm -hmm. right? Like acquiring Bethesda. Like this is, this is your first big game. That's only coming to Xbox. Now this is why you went out and bought Bethesda because you wanted games like this to be exclusive to your platform. Um, I thought, I thought delaying this game last year was catastrophic. Frankly, it it made it so that Xbox really had no holiday title. Uh, Maybe there was a Forza game, but I mean, this was it. This was the game that was supposed to move consoles over the holidays, not just like, the generic promise of you know, as good as game pass is like, it's not, you know, it's not Starfield. It's not, you know, the next Bethesda game. It's not Skyrim or um, uh, elder scroll six, you know? Um, I, 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 yeah, this game, it has to be good. It's going to be buggy. I think people are going to look past the bugs. Like they have generally been able to do. Um, it, it's going to be so, you know, filled with things to do. Like it's, it, it seems like, a, a smaller version of No Man's Sky, but with the kind of world building that Bethesda has be, been known for, uh, you know, with the Fallout games and the, the um, Elder Scrolls games. So uh, I've got it at an 88. Uh, I think this game is going to be great. I think the them delaying it was like, uh, you know, it must have been like there's this gut wrenching decision like they that, you know, they know that they've got like this diamond in their hands they 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 can't they can't fumble this one you know they can't let this one just come out and be a mess so i imagine the delay was was largely for for polishing bug crushing things like that um i think we did see some gameplay david at the e3 um they did that big demo that that kind of five or ten minute thing um i think there was a long segment on starfield i think we did get to see some gameplay there um and it did it did just look like followed in space you know it's moving up to that promise i think so um, I know we had the Outer Worlds um, from uh, Obsidian uh, kind of deliver on that promise, but I think Starfield's really going to hit it, uh, hit it uh, out of the park here. So. Did you think? Do you think Phil Spencer put his fist through a window when uh, he was told that they had to delay? It's. I mean, it's it's one of those decisions like you're you're making while you're like crying, like you're not yeah. happy about it. It's like a Sophie's <laughs> Choice kind of thing, you know? You're like, oh, you know, I it hate we hate to delay it, we hate it, like, but it, it just has to be done because this is. This is it's the fruits of this partnership. Like this is the game to show off that they made the right decision in acquiring Bethesda. This yeah. it has for for investors for everybody. This game has to work out, and that that's why I've got really high expectations for it. Did I say eighty eight? I've got an eighty eight. Yep. And based on uh, Paige's score, she she has lower expectations. This would be Phil Spencer putting his fist through a wall. This happened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just that these sort of games tend to launch with a lot of issues, and nowadays I've seen reviewers from the big outlets that actually get these codes in time. Um, they're more willing to do a little bit of a lower score if the game is running terribly and has other issues, or even just running terribly. Like, um, you know, Pokemon got scored pretty low by some places, even the, the Saints Row did. Um, so I think, you know, they could sit more at sevens if there are serious issues with the game in terms of bugs and performance and things like that along with you know um because we've also just seen very little of the game how it's actually gonna play and how it's gonna compare to the other things like um skyrim and fallout and that so i think it potentially depending on how it turns out it could get a 75 even from that they all the critics combined well, and this is Bethesda, so bugs are uh, virtually yes. guaranteed. It, it's yeah. like it, it depends on is this like cyberpunk level of bugs, or yeah. you know, or is this going to just be acceptable? Okay, now um, you're now you're jinxing it here. Like this yeah. is that 
that's gonna do it i you know what's funny though is i saw a recent thing about cyberpunk winning some steam award or something and then all the the glowing okay. praise and i'm thinking like where were you guys two years ago or whatever it was okay. when this came so, out cyberpunk like, on the PC. 180 that game has taken it's wild like cyberpunk yeah. on pc 86 but on consoles it got 57 and 61 <laughs> yeah and so i went with an 81 because my biggest concern is that this is that the game has to play on both the Series X and the S. And I'm curious how much of a... Of a are they going to have to to um, suffer to play on an S? Like, is it going to be, like, a, an extremely noticeable difference between the two? Because I think if if there's a lot of reviews uh, coming in, like, are they, are they going to play on both? Or are the reviewers going to be playing on S and then you know, tanking the score because you know, it's, it's, you know, a shell of its uh, series X version. Like, I think there's going to, there might be a, some, some uh, leeway that way. So I, I was trying to kind of cover my bets with an 81. Uh, I'm kind of concerned about this being the one that maybe gets Jordan the win because it's Bethesda. So it could end up being in the nineties. There's there's a bit of a concern there, so this 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 one might be a, a winner decider, I think, potentially. I think that's yeah, I think that's a fair fair comment to make. We'll 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 be waiting with bated breath for this one. Yep. And the last official game for our uh, our little uh, competition here is the Dragon Quest Three Remake. So I uh, again, there's no set date for this one. Uh, I, I think all indications seem to be that it's pretty much done i think um i think uh hori even or no who's that director again uh oh yuji hori like, is right yuji hori yeah okay right right um i think he mentioned that they're pretty much done or at least close to being done so it sounds like from from what we're hearing that it'll probably end up coming out in 2023 um if i think even if like octopath has a huge like makes a lot of money and gets reviewed really highly there might be some motivation to get it out shortly after that too, as like a follow-up. Um, my only, so, uh, well, actually Paige, why don't, why don't you kick us off with this one? Cause I know you're a pretty big uh, Dragon Quest fan, even um, though you are the lowest of the three of us. On the, well, then I'm on talking the about Metacritic scores, not what I would score. Yeah, that's what we're true, taking that's into true. account. Um, so I've gone with 70 because yeah, from what I've heard, um, plays one i've heard it's good and i'm sure the visuals will help a lot i'm not sure how far they're going into faithfulness versus like what slight improvement they might make but i'm also thinking this is a remake of like an nes era game that automatically with like modern tastes and sensibilities will drop it down a bit probably with the I, I, I think that's I think that's fair like this, yeah. there have been there have been a lot of versions of this game you could even play it on switch with those awful awful mobile uh graphics yeah. but um <laughs> I don't mind the the I, graphics but I, I hate games where the sprites that of people that are in one spot are just constantly moving it really annoys me <laughs> yeah it's 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 horrendous for sure like I I, I I reviewed that when those games first came to first came to switch uh I did review three and I really enjoyed it actually I, I hadn't played it before I think it's really cool. It's got a, an interesting kind of uh, class system where you can choose kind of choose the makeup of your party, kind of like Final Fantasy one did. Right. But uh, I think a few more choices. 
Um, and the world's pretty big. It, it's a little bit um, hard to know exactly where to go next, but I'm sure they'll do a little bit more signposting with the remake. So um, I've got I've got it at an 80. I, I, I do think it is coming this year. I think um, there was kind of talk of it even coming last year, but uh, then we it ended up ended up slipping. So uh, I can see this year. Thank you. Thinking of um, how they did live alive um, and seeing what changes they made, um, such as you know making findable items actually appear as sparklies instead of just randomly press A in front of some spot and see if there's something there. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, and some other minor changes that they they might change it just enough that um, people will be able to appreciate it. Yeah, I think so too. I think having the uh, ugly mobile portish version of Dragon Quest 3 already on the Switch is going to benefit this remake because <laughs> you'll be able to you'll see how much better it is and then they'll they'll add to the score. Uh, I went with an 81 uh, purely out of prices right spite on uh, Jordan. Had to do it. <laughs> I I saw the 80 go down and I thought immediately I'm going $1 over. Uh, yeah. that's that's my my plan on that one. There um, had to be a Price is Right one dollar over bid on this on this one, but uh, you know I'll yeah. I'll take you know so what so I'd get like sixty seven to seventy nine. I don't mind. I'm very comfortable with uh, that range too. So yeah, I'm hoping uh, because I'm hoping the Switch crowd will appreciate the the effort of remaking uh, a classic Dragon Quest and and give it a little bump. That's it. Really, it really depends on how much they remake it, right? Like what? How? I mean, we know it's got the HD two D, but is that is that it? Is it going to be mostly like a cosmetic remake, or are they going to really change up systems, gameplay, tweaks like that? We, I get, that yeah. remains to be seen. Obviously, we don't know yet. So, yep. So that is the that's the the official. Those are the games in the official competition that we're doing here. Um, in, in, if there's some kind of wild, weird, um, insane coincidence that somehow with all these games and all these crazy scores, there's somehow two people tied. Uh, we do have a a potential tiebreaker that we believe that sea of stars will release at the end of the year. That's kind of the, uh, the going theory. And, uh, so we each have a prediction, a Metacritic prediction for sea of stars. If, but this is only if there's a tie. So this this one uh, will not count if uh, there's already a clear winner. And uh, so I'm going to go with 89 just because uh, as a Kickstarter, uh, as someone who's in the Kickstarter, uh, I, I've been seeing the, the all the updates and everything looks incredible. Uh, Mitsuda's doing music. Uh, everything, they're using Chrono Trigger basically as kind of the inspiration. Uh, everything looks great. Uh, I think the dev team, like this is the... I think they they know what they're doing, um, so it's looking fantastic. So I'm going on the high end, uh, going with an 89, uh, going very very optimistic uh, with this one, and and hoping that uh, you know we don't even need this one. That I just I just I just mop the floor with you guys. That's my hope, and, and that I get to keep the uh, the the reward that's still TBD. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, any chance you had of winning this competition, David, went out the window when you gave Octopath an 86, the lowest of the three of us. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't be looking forward to that too much. But uh, but one thing we will look forward to, all of us, uh, Sea of Stars, uh, I gave it an 87. Um, I, the, the game looks incredible. I went to a preview kind of event. Uh, I think it was in the fall last year, uh, a few months ago. Uh, and just getting to see a little bit more of the game and hear the developers talk about it. Like they're they're obviously so passionate. They They're so kind of, locked into the games that have inspired um, uh, Sea of Stars. Uh, and 
it kind of building on the universe of the messenger, I think is really cool. I'm, I'm eager to see how elements of the messenger uh, find their way into sea of stars, but just kind of switching from one genre action platformer to turn-based RPG is so unique. Um, you don't really see uh, too many developers make, make such a big shift. So I'm, I'm very curious to see it's obviously like a, a you know, a, a passion project and a work of love and, um, it's a game that another one to feel like, you know, just like with Team Cherry and Silk Song, it's a game that these guys, they're not rushing to put out. You know, they're it's ready when it's ready. And it's, it does seem like they're aiming for holiday uh, of this year. So um, hopefully that's the case. And yeah, hopefully uh, it comes in at an 87 or higher. I'd be thrilled. And I'm going with the the lowest, I guess, <laughs> in 79. Um, again, this is the ones I didn't, you know, look at their previous game to see what the... Um, score was because yeah the messenger is pretty high but and i haven't been i think following it as close as other people i do feel that's okay aside from like some darlings i think sometimes um indie games often get ranked a bit lower uh but i still yeah again i still i don't think you know something that's like you know nearly 80 is bad i just think it might be a smidge lower than the high 80s <laughs> Maybe more just the the, the bottom oh, end of it. I, I should have uh, Googled this earlier. I was curious. Um, Eastward kind of has a similar feeling to me of like, uh, you know, an RPG that, that people are going to enjoy. And I just looked it up and it got a, it got a 78. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with 89. I, I still think it, it has the potential to do it, but. Well, I, I guess it one might of have the... a bit more action and less talking than this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but when with with the devs like with this being their first RPG, there's the potential for some some trip ups. But sure, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's true. Again, the idea of switching from completely different genres uh, from one to the next. Uh, but again, the, these there's was there there was a Kickstarter for this game as well, Sea of Stars, right? So uh, yeah. they not only do they have like money and backing based on the success of the their first game uh, and the DLC that came after, but also like kick, people have already invested Kickstarter money in this too. So they've they've got a lot to play with to really polish up this game and make it nice. You didn't back this one. I didn't back this one actually. I, 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 oh, I've, I thought you backed it. No, I, I haven't really backed games since being burned a couple times. You know, yeah. like I, I gosh, I, of all the games I backed, Shenmue Three. Like I, I, I <laughs> never again. Like I'm just not backing any more games. I, I backed another game. I never remember the title. I get updates every month that just tell me it's not out on consoles yet. I'm like, just tell me when the Switch version comes out. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm very just uh, not against Kickstarters, but just personally, I'm not really interested in investing in them yeah. yeah no it's fair yeah well that's uh that i think that's our our preview this thus far uh the year like it's a pretty incredible catalog already and there's for sure going to be drops of things that we weren't expecting um there's lots of games we didn't even talk about um that that uh that are going to be good and uh yeah we're we're looking forward there seems to be a very good mix of uh, brand new games that we talked about and then there's also all the all the uh remakes and remasters and ports of uh, a lot of great games coming too like the pixel remasters coming out on consoles and mm-hmm. uh the personas and yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a feast for rpg lovers yeah i mean inevitably 
I, I imagine even if we wanted to play all of these games, I'm sure we're going to miss a couple just just for you know the fact that other games are going to be released around them that uh, you know stand out as must plays, or we're all going to play them together or something like that. So. Uh, cool, cool to reflect on uh, the what we know of the year ahead. But gosh, there is still so much we don't know. Uh, and I'm, I'm eager to hear more about that, too. Uh, just never never ending smorgasbord of, of RPGs and other good games to play. So yeah. I'm going to edit in. Uh, I don't know if you if you remember, this is going to be dating me. Um, the Frasier, there's the Frasier episode where uh, he keeps going on dates, but uh, his father's girlfriend keeps like interrupting the dates oh that's hilarious i i don't i don't remember that one fraser is something i've only seen in fits and starts like I, i've never done like a whole series watch of it so but the thing that's that always stood it to me is um with each so each girlfriend came over and and uh he kind of scrambled to to get things like he's trying to get rid of uh the 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 girlfriend of his dad or whatever but yeah. he always has a toast with each one and it's he always says Two possibilities. Yeah, no, that, that 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 kind of encapsulates the year, right? It is it a yeah. it is a year. You you mentioned it uh, you know, up front, right? This could be one of the best years we've ever had in games, with with maybe finally seeing the results of you know pandemic pushing all the games forward. This this could be that year. So, yeah. oh man, yeah, it, it is very exciting for sure. Um, guess I'll wrap us up here. Uh, thanks everybody for listening as always. Um, if you like the thirsty made podcast, thirsty mage podcast, please leave us a review on your podcast app. Uh, tell us, tell a friend about us, tell a family member. Uh, it'd be nice to uh, bring in new subscribers in the new year. Um, you know, obviously we, we, we love the audience we have, but we're hoping to always hoping to grow. Um, we're on Spotify as well. You can check us out there, uh, wherever you get podcasts, uh, that works. Um, you mentioned, David, we're going to be doing an episode on Crisis Core soon as well. So if people are playing that or have finished it, stay tuned for our thoughts. Uh, I, I reviewed that game for Nintendo World Report, obviously, uh, but we haven't heard uh, kind of you, Casey and Paige share your extended impressions of the game. So that'll be fun to fun to listen to as well. Um, if people have suggestions for episodes, you can always hit us up on Twitter uh, at thir- at Thirsty Mage. It's just at Thirsty Mage or the Thirsty yep. Mage. No, uh, the Thirsty Mage. At the Thirsty Mage on Twitter, uh, I'm at Risman64. Uh, Paige, uh, have you put up anything on YouTube lately? Yeah, I did um, a video on the um, like ga- ga- games I played last year, and I did a video listing mm. most of the games that I'm looking forward to this year. Although I did forget about cool. Dragon Quest Three because. I was pretty much just looking at what was listed at retail. So there was obviously some. Yeah, fair enough. That have been missed. So you can check out but. Paige's YouTube channel, uh, Paige G Guy. Um, and I think that'll do us for tonight. So thanks everybody again for listening. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you again next time on the Thirsty Mage. Bye for now.